This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 538, More Than Just Talk, with Patty Danucci. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Returning today as a returning guest is my friend, Patty Danucci. She is an author. She's a speaker. She's an expert in the subject matter that we're going to get into today as we as we delve into communication. Her book, More Than Just Talk, just released, is making a splash. And I loved this book. Patty, I think you pulled together some really important principles. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. Thank you. What a thrill. It's just always great to hang out with you and your people and your listeners. You just attract such a great group of people. Well, thank you for for returning. I knew that if I had another conversation with Patty Danucci, some good things would happen. Years yeah. ago, Patty, I read your book, uh, The Intentional Networker. And I think I even had you come and do a little guest presentation at our chapter of the National Speakers Association around, there was some idea about Picking someone's brain. Oh gosh, you remember that? <laughs> oh boy, I I do because it's that phrase still bugs me. <laughs> I, don't I like that honestly, phrase. I think about you every time I hear someone say that, and I think there's a better way to approach this. Mm -hmm. And I I love the way that you have opened up the principles behind effective communication, and that's what this new book seems to be about. Yeah, More yeah. Than just talk. So tell us a little bit, Patty, about why you're so passionate about this topic and you keep creating this wonderful content around it. What's the story for that? Well, I think hard, there's a couple of reasons. One reason is that, you know, I, I've been around long enough that when I look back on my life, almost everything really great that happened for me or for one of my loved ones um, happened because of a conversation. Conversations make the world go round. They're how we find out about opportunities. They're how we make new friends, build relationships. They're how we solve problems. They're how we um, gain information. You know, like right now we're having a conversation. To, who knows what this conversation is going to create? Who knows for, for us or for anybody mm -hmm. else that's here? Mm -hmm. Conversations are powerful. Um, and the more I've read about conversation, the more I know that we absolutely need them. The short ones at the grocery store, the coffee shop, the dry cleaners, and the long ones, the deeper, longer ones with, you know, people, you know, friends, colleagues. Um, the other thing mm -hmm. is I think it's in my mm -hmm. DNA because my, my dad and my grandfather literally launched and built their Chevrolet dealership in my little hometown of Chisholm, Minnesota. They built it one conversation at a time. And there's some great family right. stories that are just becoming known to me that prove that I was born into this and and I couldn't help but have 
and uh, so I, they were my parents were great role models, as were my grandparents, on how to be good citizens, good socializers, gracious, kind, generous business owners. Um, mm. I, it's you know I can't help but be who I am, and the more I dig into this, the more I love it. You know, we are social beings. Yes. I think it's in our very nature. And when we have these conversations, we get to tap into what I've come to refer to as the human treasury. Oh, amen. It's it's so rich when we yeah. get to the experiences and the resources and the knowledge of other people. And I think every solution is just a conversation away. It it sure is, especially if you can bring to mind what is that problem? What is that mm-hmm. challenge? What is it that I'm seeking? What um who do I want to be? What do I want to know? Who do I want to be around? Um, you know, once you can get clear on on a lot of that, the conversations just are springing up everywhere. Yeah. And you've probably yes. heard of the study of the myth of the lone genius, where I, I guess for decades now, different um Sociologists, psychologists, scientists have been studying people in the past, the the successful Mm. inventors, the successful engineers, artists, composers, and none of them, a lot of them, you know, worked alone for part of the day, but they Mm -hmm. all had their social circle where they just were allowed to be human for starters and where they had deep, interesting conversations that fueled their work and helped them do what they do. I mean, this book wouldn't have come to life without some conversations. I'll tell you that much. Oh man. That is I had for sure. Lots of conversations. As you were introducing this, Patty, I was thinking about the power of, of conversation and mm-hmm. connection with other people. And I think it has to lie in genuine connection. Yes. Enough with the superficial, phony social media facade. Right? Yes. Please. Those real conversations. Just be yourself. So I thought of I thought of one of my clients who recently shared with me he was going through a real challenge where he had to raise one million dollars in 60 days. Okay, now this is a big problem, right? For yeah. most people. His whole strategy for solving that problem was to have a conversation with everyone he met until it was solved. And that's beautiful. Everyone Obviously, he met. Did he not go yes. back to the people he already knew? <laughs> or was this well, everyone he already knew plus on top of other people that he met? It was on top of. Okay. okay. Because he already had this human treasury. Yeah. But, and he described an experience where he was going into a gym or into the locker room after his workout or something. And there was this big, burly, tattooed guy that it was a little intimidating, actually. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, my commitment is I'm going to have a conversation with everybody I meet. And so he had a conversation with this man. And it turns out that he was the one who made the connection for him to solve this problem. And he was able to, to accomplish his goal. Wow. But it, it was so interesting to me that his entire strategy was, I'm, yeah. I'm going to talk to everybody I meet. That's, yeah. It's out absolutely. there somewhere. I mean, I, I know that some of our our uh, speaking and consulting colleagues would probably think I was crazy, but that's basically my customer relationship and what is it? Customer relationship and management CRM. Mm-hmm. 
that's my strategy. That's how I build my business is I just call people or I may email first and say, can we have a conversation? Sure. But I just talk to people. And the more I talk to people, the more, I think this morning, I just had a conversation. Um, we have a local bookstore here in Austin called Book People. And mm-hmm. they have they have been carrying my other book, The Intentional Networker, for, well, geez, it's been 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep bringing more down there. I keep selling, which has been great, which means it's evergreen. But I finally uh, decided I was going to make sure that they got my new book in their inventory. And I, I made that call today. And I, I was determined that today was the day that we were going to make this happen. And sure yeah. enough, they want 15 copies down there, which, you know, it'll be 15 today. And then in a few months or a couple of weeks, who knows, it'll be 15 more. But right. yeah, I love that. A million dollars. I I don't see why that couldn't be possible. Well, uh, of course it's possible. Yeah. But when you think about it, do do you have more knowledge or do other people? have more knowledge. Oh, please. That's, you know, such an interesting (laughs) calculus right there. You know, we know what we know. And, and I think it's up to us to share what we know with the world. I mean, Mm -hmm. we don't have to be giving advice to everybody unwarranted, unasked for, but um, we won't ever learn if we're only stuck in our own heads. And also if we're, if we're the ones doing all the talking all the time, we don't learn. Right. It's the wise man that listens. I've, yeah. I've heard before you've got two ears and one mouth. Boy, yeah. There may be a reason for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Patty, I want to hear what you've learned and what insights you'd like to share with us about this idea of authenticity and being genuine, because I think there is way too much of the front, you know, the facade. Mm-hmm. That in a social media world, in in the Pinterest space, you know, where everything has to look just right, I think we get lured into that sometimes, and it's actually hurting our communications with each other. It's well, Talk it's hurting our that. mental health too. It's hurting our mental health to be to wear this mask all the time. I think that we're actually in a phase where. Um, and this was even before social media, I think. I think like going to a networking event, because, you know, my first book was about networking. Going right. to a networking event, I think the first thing people say about a networking event after they've wrinkled their nose about you networking is they say it's awkward. Well, it's awkward because nobody's being themselves. Nobody, <laughs> Nobody's prepared with any questions on, gee, what do I want to learn here? What kinds of people do I want to hang out with? And how do I find them? Well, you find them by asking questions. Um, Mm -hmm. and people, I think are also afraid to share, they're afraid to share their humanity. Um, so authenticity, when I, when I think of authenticity, I think what I wrote in the book is, you know, authenticity is being true to ourselves, which requires some self-reflection. And there's another wonderful book Mm -hmm. out there called insight by Tasha Urich. And the startling statistic there is probably only five to 10% of us actually have spent any time getting to know ourselves, like really deep inside. Um, And you maybe have found this to be true too in some of your work that people um, kind of are gliding through life, not really discovering their passions and their, you know, their weaknesses, their talents, their gifts, their preferences, all of Mm -hmm. that. So, I mean, I think spending time getting to know ourselves, which is, that's my number one tip for Everybody, when it comes to, you know, both the books, both the topics that I work with is getting to know yourself first so that you can show up authentically. Um, But I also Mm -hmm. also think we're on this trend of 
people unloading, you know, the opposite, unloading way too much information too soon um, and giving away details of, you know, things they've been through, which certainly we can share some of that to be human and to show that, oh, I, I might, I don't completely understand what you're going through, but I've had something like it. Um, so I think finding that, that they call it the Goldilocks spot of just right, sharing mm. just enough of our vulnerability of our humanness. Um, like the story I love to tell is I, I, back when I was a freelance marketing communications writer and consultant, I was chosen by a high tech company here in town to name a product line. And so I went out and bought a new suit so that when the people that came in from, you know, the, the West coast and the East coast that were coming in, um, that they'd be impressed by my beautiful new suit that I went out and bought. And the problem was um, I forgot to take the price tag off the the underarm <laughs> on my left side and I'm left-handed. So when I was up on the whiteboard, writing out all these brilliant ideas for the product line, this tag was you got the price dangling tag <laughs> under there. And, you know, I still oh. laugh about that. You know, honestly, I, I, called them after the meeting and said, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. What a, what a buffoon I was. And they said, honestly, Patty, either, either nobody noticed, or if we noticed, we thought it was funny. Uh (laughs) You might've done it on purpose to lighten up the meeting, but you know, we have these embarrassing moments and um, some of them are funny. Some of them are just embarrassing and we should just keep them to ourselves, (laughs) but you know, sharing the, the areas where we need help, sharing the areas where we're still curious and we're still learning, sharing, you know, asking people, how did you figure this out? I don't have this part figured out yet. Can you share with me? And, you know, people love to do that. People yes. love to help. Yeah. I have a, a basic assumption about people, that they are basically good, mm. that they want to do the right things, that they want good things for you as well. Now, do I know this for sure? No. But you also don't know for sure that it's any different from that. So I invite my clients all the time just to notice that you already have an opinion about that. And it's a total guess. So if that guess doesn't serve you well, why not pick another one that works better, that serves you well? There's a phrase for that. And it was in my book. And you may have heard it before. Um, Assuming positive rapport. Assuming yes. that when you talk to somebody, if it's, and I talk to everybody, I just talk to everybody, um, unless, unless, unless they look really scary. And, you know, when you mentioned the guy with the television, sometimes people are intimidating and, you know, um, but I assume <laughs> that people will like me and I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt. It, the, what that does is if you assume positive rapport, your demeanor is lighter, it's happier, it's, it's confident without being, hopefully without being over the top. You're friendly, mm-hmm. you feel good. And that is contagious, as you know. Positivity you, is contagious. Well, it sure is. And yeah. you made just you made an excellent point just now because whatever position you assume in your own mind determines mm-hmm. how you're going to show up. Right. It doesn't necessarily change the world around you, but it certainly creates a different energy in the way that you mm-hmm. show up. And that brings about better outcomes reliably. Yeah, it really, really, really does. I just, I mean, I, and I've been very fortunate in my life. I feel like I am likable. 
I have a lot of friends. I have some great conversations with perfect strangers. You know, sure, I'll have the occasional uh, grocery store clerk who, when I say, how's your day going? He or she will respond with something like, well, it's going. And, you know, okay, fine. You know, that's, that, I don't have any control over that. That's how you, you know, mm-hmm. are deciding to show up. And I don't, I don't take it personally. I think that's the main thing as I try mm-hmm. really hard not to take someone else's bad mood personally mm-hmm. out in the world. I mean, in, in my own home or in my, in my friendships, that's a little different story. You feel kind of bad, but a little um, harder, a little harder to deal with, but if someone's not being receptive. I mm-hmm. can't really fix that and just do what I can do. When we show up as ourselves, and you made a really great point earlier, Patty, that we need to get to know ourselves yes. in order to do that. Otherwise, we're, otherwise, we're kind of like, what was it? The Runaway Bride. Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. And I remember the scene where she's trying the eggs. Yeah. She has no idea which egg she likes. She always just went with whatever it was that her current fiance liked. Yes. And, and not really connecting with who she really was. And the whole turning point in the movie is as she comes to terms with, okay, this is who I am. And that allowed her to move forward. And I know that's just a movie. But sure, I, but it's a concept that's real. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was the thing that you recommended that we do first. Get to know yourself. It's absolutely first. Yeah. And, and it's work. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a life's work. You know, I like I've been around a while, like I said, yes. I am still learning things about myself. Like I have a house guest right now. A friend of mine is is staying here for a few days while she does a, a theatrical thing. And she is also an executive coach and she uses a certain uh, profile tool. And I took the tool. I, I took this test a few years ago and I kind of want to redo it. And mm-hmm. we're going to do a little experimental coaching thing so that I'm more familiar with what she does so I can let more people know about it. But it's going to be interesting to see if it changes. But I'm learning all kinds of things about myself. More, I mean, I've I've taken just about every test out there. Um, But sometimes just sitting with yourself and realizing, you know what? I really like painting. I really like being out in nature. I really enjoy um, a glass of wine in the evening. I really enjoy a good cup of coffee. You know, there's just things that mean a lot to me and help make my day better. And when my day's better, everybody else's day is going to be better too. Well, it it reaches out and touches everyone that you're around. Yes, you do exactly. That. Yeah, I, I I want to propose the second step. Okay, is, is that fair? Please. I'm interviewing you. No, you but propose you, yours, and then I'll tell you what mine is. You exemplified this. Day. So get to know more about yourself, and then what if from that space we get to know more about the people we're interacting with. Oh, sure. Patty, yeah. you did this today. Before we even turned on the recording, you're telling me, hey, I've learned a couple of things about you, Dr. Paul, that, you know, and finding some areas of common ground. I'm thinking about what Dr. Anne Demaray wrote years ago in her book, First Impressions. Mm, yeah. As you focus on that other person, I remember, I think it was Ty Bennett, who's a member of our National Speakers Association, who said, focus on being interested, not yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like buying the yes. suit, right? I want to impress yes. people. I want to impress people. Although in my book, I talk about 
why not find a beautiful balance between being interested and interesting? And by the interesting, mm -hmm. it's not like, oh, I want everybody to think I'm the most fascinating person in the room, but being interesting by being curious about life, about things like read some books, yes. take some trips, get to know some people, get out of the little world that you've created for yourself that might, may or may not be a very interesting life. <laughs> you know, I, I know people that tend to do things the same way over and over again. And if you ask right. them questions about themselves, there's not much there. And that's kind of, that's tough. But um, yes, absolutely being interested in others first, but being interested in life. That's the curiosity. Like I have a, a section or a chapter or something, and I think it's a chapter in my book about the four C's and their, mm -hmm. <laughs> if I can even get them right, uh, caring, curiosity, courage, and golly, I'm trying to think what the fourth one is because the book is still pretty new to me. I've only been, I mean, well, that's, I what, on that chapter that's why you wrote them down, Patty. Yeah, but they're the four, there's four C's. There's also four P's. I think that's the free chapter that we have, which we'll get to later. But uh -huh. um, caring and curiosity are huge. Yes. If you don't care about other people, I literally, I was speaking at a women's conference up in the Chicago area. And it, we were, I was introducing this topic of conversation because I was still in research mode, but I was presenting about this and seeing how people were reacting to the topic and what their thoughts were. Mm -hmm. And um, one woman stood up and she said, I just don't like people. I mean, she literally stood up and she wasn't being rambunctious or hostile or anything. She almost, it was like a confession. Like, I just don't like people, but she still came to the to the session. Mm -hmm. And so she and I had a little conversation later and I learned a little bit more about, you know, she's had some tough times in her life and sure. um, some things she has to get through. But if you don't care about other people, if you don't think that perhaps you could like other people, that's a tough barrier to overcome. And there's a lot of work there. I'm sure you can, mm. you're, that's your area. That's not my area, <laughs> but um, yeah, you have to care. You know, also, as you're talking about this balance between being interested and interesting, one of the things that will make you the most interesting to other people is if you show that caring and that curiosity. There's a natural tendency for people to like and want to be around people who are focused on how they feel about themselves. Right. And the number one conversation skill People come up to me all the time and they say, well, what do I say? You know, I mm -hmm. love the intentional networker, but what do I say? I don't know what to say. And, and that's why I named my book more than just talk because the number one skill is listening. Yes. And you may already know this. Being heard feels so good. It's almost, it's, it's, people use the word delicious. It's delicious because it's literally lighting up pleasure centers in your brain that will light up if you are eating something delicious like cheesecake or a chocolate chip cookie or a steak or you know whatever you find mm. delicious it is literally listening well to other people and being interested in them makes you the most fascinating person in the room and that's a counterintuitive concept to most people until you stop and realize how you feel when someone is treating you that way yeah and other people are not so that rare. Different. It's so rare. I mean, right. really good listeners are very rare. They're usually professionals like you or they're clergy or counselors. You know, we have to pay people right. to hear us. And so if we want to even be 10% better, 
at listening and um, controlling our urge to talk, which is a big urge for a lot of us, um, that makes us just absolutely charming and fascinating. You know, it's funny that you'd point that out, that there are professionals who get paid for this. Patty, there are literally sessions where I probably said between five and 10 words for the entire session, and I got my full fee. Right, right. Well, and here's the other thing in your business and even in conversation, you know, people say, I don't know what to say. Okay. Um, Listen, when you listen, you can hear cues on what to ask about. Like if someone's talking about their, the trip they just took or a project they're working on, that gives you a cue to maybe ask, I love these words. These two words are magical. Tell me, tell me more, Mm. tell me about, tell me your story. You know, tell me something interesting. Tell me something fun. Tell me something funny. Tell me something wonderful that happened to you today. Tell me. Tell me. Are are just magical words. They're just wonderful. Very intriguing. How often do people say that to us? (laughs) And how does it feel when they do? So tune into that and you'll get a clue as to the impact that this can have as you learn the skill. And I do believe that it's a trainable skill. Have you found that in your work? Absolutely. I, I am trying to be a better conversationalist. I mean, I thought this book, I mean, it's a pretty hefty book. You can, you know, I know those of you who can Mm -hmm. see it's, it's a thick book. It's not, I don't think it's a dense book because I left lots of space for scribbling and reflection and all that. But, um, I learned so much that now even when I go into a, a, a party or an event or a conference where I don't know a soul, I, I'm i an ambivert. So I'm part introvert, part ac- extrovert. And I have these mm-hmm. introverted tendencies sometimes. But I feel more comfortable in situations. And I know when a conversation isn't good for me, when it's not energizing me, when it's draining, and I know to how to graciously exit that conversation or shift it and move on to something else or just like it's time for me to be on my own for a little while and to rest up. And Patty, you've brilliantly shared these in your book because I know there's exit strategies in there when you're dealing with downers Mm -hmm. or drainers Mm -hmm. and you've given us scripts and very practical advice about how to handle this. Talk to us for just a minute about where we can find your book and you mentioned something about a free chapter. What's yes, that? yes. Well, at the moment, it's on Amazon. Although I know here in Austin, Texas, where I live, the book people, our independent bookstore, will be carrying it probably as of this weekend. Um, and yes, if you want to get a free chapter, um, and I think it's the chapter, it's either about the four C's or the four P's. It's just a random chapter that we picked that we thought would be fun, a fun mm-hmm. sample. You mm-hmm. can go to my website, which is intentionalnetworker.com and click the resources button up at the top. And we have actually four resources. You can get all of them. You can just check the boxes on which one you want. But we have a free chapter from the new book, a free chapter from the Intentional Networker. Um, and this will sound boring, but it's actually a really nice resource. The appendix out of more than just talk, which in this case is a list of conversation starting and, and expanding questions sorted by situation and setting. What to say at the dog park? What to say at the gym? Wow. What to say at a business event? 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and people just are eating that up. And then the fourth one, I think, is an intention setting worksheet where you can get clear on, Khalif, in my conversations, what what lights me up? What's interesting to me? How can I make this a more fun thing to do? Because, boy, it, you know, and this was even happening before the pandemic. People were shutting down. People were becoming more isolated. I don't know about where you live. Dr. Paul, but in Austin, we are considered one of the top loneliest cities in the country, which is so, I can't even believe it because Austin seems like such a fun town. More people are living alone. More people are eating meals alone. More people say they don't have anyone to talk to. They they don't have family members here. They don't have, you know, you know, I, it's really sad to me, but this has been going on for a long time of, and it's all ages. It's not just young people. It's all ages. So uh, I want to fix that personally. Well, we've got to show up for each other in more powerful ways. And Patty, you're a, a resource to help us do that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Once again, folks, it's intentionalnetworker.com. If you forget that, you can just type in pattydenucci.com yes, too, and yes, it'll go can. there. We've got a link in the show notes. You guys go take advantage of those resources. I have personally read and reviewed Patty's book and I stand behind it hundred percent. I'm, I'm so glad I know you, Patty. Oh, and ditto. And ditto. and you're somewhere in the advanced praise section of the book. Way I don't know. We tried to put you farther. I don't know. It's your bond page. I don't know what page it is, but boy, yes. And your endorsement and what you said is is just means so much to me. So thank you. I mean, and that's why we need each other. I mean, and honestly, right. this is so, this is a perfect example. When I was finishing the book and I needed peer review candidates to read the book and give me feedback, when I needed mm-hmm. people to offer endorsements, I didn't have any trouble because people were like, Patty, whatever you need, because I've worked at yes. the relationships in my life and I worked at showing up for other people when they need me. So we do need each other. This isolation thing is not good for us. I don't like where this is headed with humanity. Mm. Well, we're going to turn it around. Yes, we are. One conversation at a time. And are you with us, dear listener? Because if you are, go get Patty's resources, share this episode with someone that you love, and let's all go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it and leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose. <laughs>